Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford, and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's above the Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. Good stuff. Uh, isn't it great to be in church and to hear kids uh, playing, uh, kids worshipping God by drawing on the floor, uh, kind of talking about what God's up to, uh, and just having fun in church. So often, kind of kids, uh, and I was away at a church uh, today and often spend our Sunday mornings uh, in other churches around the diocese, and they've got no kids whatsoever. And they're like, oh, we're desperate for kids. And they're like, do kids have fun? And they're like, no. We're like, no wonder they don't want to be there. But you know what? It's such fun to see kids uh, running around, having fun, talking about Jesus. Uh, And normally as they go out there, they have uh, time to to sing and to worship uh, a little bit more. They have the Bible read. They have a story that they unpack. Today they're looking at Moses and hearing from God. Uh, And it's the same with young people. The youth go out and they unpack God's word. Uh, and learn the similar things that we're going to be learning today. Um, If you've got Bibles, we're in John chapter 10, uh, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 18. And it says this, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own sheep, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said it again. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock 
and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. Amen. Great word. Have we heard this one before? Some of us have probably spent hours and hours uh, reading that. We could literally spend the next year of Sundays just on this passage. And today I'm going to speak for about 50 minutes on hearing God's work. I'm only joking. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not going to be 50 minutes. But hearing from God's uh, friends is not tricky. It really isn't. Um, It's going, okay, God, please speak to me, and then listening for the good shepherd's voice. We can all do it. Now, some of you are looking at me going, what? Really? Matt, are are you kidding me? Please don't put me on the spot. But we can all do it. Because we know the Father's voice. We know the Good Shepherd's voice. Uh, The best people at hearing God's voice are actually children. Uh, I remember uh, doing a a big conference somewhere, and actually the children are the ones who hear God's voice the most clear. They don't have any fear about going, well, I think God is saying this, or that, or that. Uh, And sometimes at the Minster, we get the kids coming and sharing words with us uh, to give out. But the children hear God's voice the best because they're not self-conscious. Whereas us as adults, we go, oh, if I give out that word and it's wrong, what then? Or if I just get it slightly uh, wrong, then there's going to be all this thing and I don't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to embarrass someone else. And we get into this sort of... uh, Uh, spiral of not wanting to say anything because we're scared, but we know uh, God is speaking to us. Uh, Fairly regularly here at the Minster, after the service, once everyone's gone, I'll get someone kind of sidling up to me and go, Matt, do you know what? I think God was saying this to me for someone. And I'm like, oh, no, they've gone. You know, to say it out, if we get it wrong, No one dies. Because, you know what, when we're in here and we're listening and practicing to hear God's voice, it's not just for in here, it's for out there. See, when we practice and we hear God's voice in here and we kind of get really good at hearing God's voice, he then says, it's not for church, guys. It's for out there. Could you imagine sitting at your office desk uh, on a Monday morning and all of a sudden... God says, Laura, I've got this word for someone. Go and share it. Or Mina, I've got this word for someone. Go and share it. I know that Mina would probably get up right there and then and go and do it. Laura definitely will. But would we be really up for going and sharing God's word with someone? And I think all of us might kind of go, okay. Or God, I've definitely had some cheese the night before and I'm not up for it, going, oh, no, no, not me, God. Find someone else to do it. Surely someone else will hear your voice, and then then you can speak to them uh, through them. 
See, but we, we kind of lose heart a little bit. But this passage in John chapter 10 is all about hearing God's voice. It's about other things too. It's about Jesus being uh, the I am the gate and I am the shepherd, yes. But it also says a lot about us, the sheep. Now, um, Emily and I went to Scotland a few years ago and uh, we went up to the Isle of Skye and uh, there are loads and loads of sheep. I think there are more sheep than people. Anyone ever been to somewhere like that where there's more sheep than people? And uh, there was these little black sheep, and we were sort of driving around, and all of a sudden they would kind of run out into the road. Like, this was in March on the Isle of Skye. It was dark. There are no lights anywhere, and these little black sheep have a death wish. But, you know, sheep aren't the most intelligent creatures in the world. You know, there are more intelligent creatures, like slugs. They're a little bit ditzy, our sheep. They want a bit of a death wish. They need a little bit of help, so they need someone to kind of guide them from one place to another. Otherwise, they'll get lost, or they'll jump into a road, or they'll fall into a ditch, or get stuck to a barbed wire, or find themselves in a hedge, or just find themselves on their back going, now what? Sheep have the propensity to die. They just do. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, why did you create sheep? Great, they give us wool and they give us meat. But what else is their purpose? And God calls us sheep. Great. Thanks, Jesus. This is a really good word. We're the scatty, sometimes a bit ditzy, sometimes have a bit of a death wish, need help and need to be taken by the hand and led by someone, someone from one, one place to another. But what we learn from John chapter 10 is that the shepherd knows the sheep. He knows you and he knows me. He knows each one of us. He knows everything about us, everything that we've ever done in the past and everything that we will ever do in the future. And he calls out to us, and he whispers to us, and he says, come with me. And we go, oh, but I want to go that way. Even from birth, even though the sheep may not be aware of his presence, God is there. The good shepherd is there. And they know his voice. So how, how do sheep get to learn about the shepherd? Well, they put their trust in him. You know, uh, if a shepherd is there with their sheep, and sometimes we've seen it, you know, they jiggle their bucket with lots of kibbles in or whatever sheepy pellets, and they kind of follow, the, the sheep kind of know that they're coming and they go and wait at the gate and they follow. They've learned to trust the shepherd is going to give them something good. God wants to give us good things. He wants to give us good gifts. And on the Sermon of the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 and 6, he says, you know, I want to give good gifts to my children. I don't want to give them a snake or a scorpion, but I want to give them bread, something that's going to satisfy, something that's going to be good. They hear his voice and they come running. 
The sheep hear the shepherd's voice and come running. They won't hear someone else's voice. If we walked into a field in Derbyshire and we started calling out to the sheep, they're going to leg it. Well, I hope they will, unless they're some of those sheep that have a death wish. But they're going to run in the opposite direction because they know his voice and they listen to the shepherd. See, when we tune in to what God is saying, we kind of can live our lives in all its fullness, as John chapter 10 says. But if we don't listen to his voice and we decide to go our own way and do our own thing and live our lives completely away from the good shepherd, the thief is allowed to come in. And the thief comes in and kills and steals and destroys. So how do we practice uh, listening to God's voice? How do, we, how do we know if it's God's voice and, and, and if it doesn't? Well, we spend time with the good shepherd. The way that the, the shepherd speaks to the sheep and the sheep know the shepherd is they spend time together. Now, I don't know about you, I lead a pretty busy life. Anyone have a busy life? Yeah. Those who aren't nodding, yes, we know you do too. You know, it's, it's just part of living in 2022. Uh, even some people who I know are retired are the busiest they've ever been. We like to just be busy and busy and busy and busy, and we don't really have time for anything, including getting to know the Good Shepherd, Jesus. We're too busy. You know, and yes, we get that we've got jobs to get to, we've got kids to look after, we've got nappies to change and bottles to do, and we've got to pick kids up and drop them off, and we've got to go from one place to the next, and workers demanding every single spare second of our lives. But have we pushed Jesus out, the good shepherd, so that we don't hear his voice any longer, but we hear the notifications coming up on our phone? Ding, ding, ding. Most of us have got them muted so that we don't have to hear the ding, ding, ding. And then we're embarrassed when we haven't replied to 7,000 text messages. I know that I'm guilty of that. If you've texted me in the last three weeks, I'm really sorry. I haven't responded. But we're so busy that we don't get to hear and spend time with a good shepherd. So sometimes we're out of practice hearing his voice. So how do we now as adults, because as kids they get it naturally, how do we then get to know his voice? Well, it's spending time listening to him through the scriptures. The Bible is the best way to know the good shepherd's voice. And I know sometimes it's, it's, it's a real push to kind of read it. Listen to it in the car when you're going from A to B. There are apps that you can plug into your Bluetooth car radio thingy and listen to the Bible. Get to know the Good Shepherd's voice. Every time I listen to the Lord, I can hear, hear Hercule Poirot speaking to me. I'm only joking. But you know what I'm talking about. You know, or David Attenborough. You know, listen to the Bible. Read the Scriptures. Spend time sat listening to it, because it's the primary way that God speaks to us. If we don't know the Bible, we don't know the Good Shepherd's voice, because he's never going to say anything to us by the Spirit prophetically that's going to go against the Bible, ever. 
It's the primary way God speaks to us. So, if you're ever unsure about, oh, do I have a word from God? Check it out in the book. If it's in the Bible, you're on a pretty good wicket to know that that's God speaking to you for someone else. You know, when we often say, does anyone have a word or a picture or uh, something from God? If you come to me with a Bible verse and go, I think God might be saying this, I'm like, hallelujah. Because God speaks through the Bible, first of all, and it's the primary way that we know the good shepherd's voice. Sometimes as we worship, as we sing songs or as we draw, as we walk through nature, as we worship God in whatever way we do, we often hear God's voice because we're not distracted by anything else. I've got a bit of a confession. The best, the best tape place I hear God's voice is in the shower. Every morning, butt naked, listening to worship music, Yes, Lord, there's no distractions in here. It's just me, worship music, and you, Lord. And yes, you've all got that image in your head, and I'm really, really sorry. Really sorry. But you know what? Find a time where there's no distractions. You know, listen to some worship. Worship him. You don't have to be the most amazing guitarist like Harry. You know, you can sing three semitones above the actual note. Just worship him. No one needs to know. But Jesus wants you to worship him. And as you do, he speaks to you and through you. Thirdly is ask him, God, I want to hear your voice. Would you come and speak to me? Come and speak to me through your word and by your spirit. Uh, because I want to know what you say about my life. And when we ask him, he goes, yes. What about this? Or what about this? Or what about this? Sometimes we don't ask him because we're scared that he's going to shine a light into the dark places of our hearts and of our minds. But you know what? He's coming into those places and he's saying, give them to me and I'll set you free. You know, he might be telling us stuff about our own character that we need to work on. We hand it over to him and he goes, just be free in my name. Or we, we hand over their anxieties that we're going through in our lives or in our family's lives or our friends' lives. And we go, God, this is going on. And he says, give it to me and I'll set you free and there'll be peace. When we know that God is speaking to us, there is something miraculous that happens. One is we become really, really bold, not as in losing our hair, but bold as in, you know, we could, we could be standing 10 foot tall, and no matter what comes against us, we know that God is speaking and that he's there with us. So we become bold. Secondly, is we trust him because he is our good shepherd. When he says go and do something, we can go and do it. Even though we might be absolutely petrified, we can go and do it because we trust him. I'll give you an example, and I think I've shared it here before. Uh, a few years ago, I sat on a bus between Abingdon and Oxford, which is about a half an hour journey by the X13 bus, and everyone's pushing the button, doot. And you're going, oh, 
right, we're going to stop again. That's an extra five minutes. Come on, get on the bus quick. I've got a meeting to get to. And in that morning, I was saying, okay, girls, would you speak to me today? And I thought nothing of it. All right, girls, well, I've, I prayed that prayer. I said, God, would you speak to me? Uh, and I think I heard him say, yes, all right, I'll speak to you today. Never thought anything of it. Sat on the bus, had just passed the park and ride in Oxford, and kind of going into the city, and then the inevitable happened. I almost heard an audible voice from God saying, there's going to be someone sat next to you who's hurt their shoulder, pray for them. And I went, please no. Please, Lord. I know I said, would you speak to me? Please don't. This is going to be really embarrassing. I thought, okay, well, I did ask. So, uh, you know, every time the beep or we got near a bus stop, I was praying like you've never prayed before. Please, Lord, can no one sit next to me? One stop, then the next stop, and then the next stop. And just outside where um, the, the outdoor swimming pool in Oxford is, someone got on the bus and sat right next to me. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Lord, this person looks fine. They don't look like they've got their hurt shoulder. And just this quiet voice of the Holy Spirit saying, go on, go on. So I kind of, in my best voice, said, I'm terribly sorry. Have you hurt your shoulder? And this lady's eyes went a little bit like saucers. She went, how do you know? And I went, well, I'm a Christian, and I asked God to speak to me today. And he told me that you've got a short, sore shoulder. Is that, is that right? And she said, yes, I'm on my way up to the hospital to go and get an x-ray on my shoulder. And then my heart sunk. And then I went, okay, now I'm going to have to pray for this person. And that's going to be really embarrassing if nothing happens so there was me, there was this lady, and then her husband, all on the back row of this bus. I said, well, I'm a Christian, and I think God's up for healing you. Can I pray for you? Her husband now had the eyes like saucers, and she went, oh, isn't that lovely? Go on then. So I prayed my best prayer that I've ever prayed. God, thank you that you love this lady would you heal her shoulder? That was it. The next thing I knew, beep! She had pushed the stop button on the bus. And she went... She said, it's fine. Look, and she kind of reached up, and she reached down, and she reached across... I was like, you're now invading my personal space on a bus. I don't know what's going on. She went, I pushed the button because I'm getting off. And she turned to her husband and went, come on, let's go shopping, and got off the bus. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. I've never seen that woman again. And to be honest, I don't really want to. <laughs> because by this time, my eyes were like saucers. 
and the first and the last kind of four rows on the back of the X13 bus, their eyes were like saucers too. But I prayed, God, would you speak to me? And he did. And he healed. And then I was really terrified. God, would you keep on speaking to me? Would you keep on speaking to me? Because clearly when I listen to what you have to say, things change. And that lady's life was changed. She didn't have to go for that scan or that x-ray or whatever she needed to go for. See, there's some certainty when we hear the good shepherd's voice. Sometimes it's protection. And another uh, friend of Emily and I, a guy called Jit, uh, he prayed, God, would you listen? Uh, God, would you speak to me? And he had this dream. And he had a dream that he was driving down a dual carriageway. And uh, there was a, a, a fuel tanker on his right-hand side. And he was in the left-hand lane. And the next thing he knew, he was underneath the wheels of this uh, petrol tanker. And then he woke up. And he was like, oh, that feels really, really weird. I think that might be God speaking to me. The next day, he was driving in his car, and he remembered this dream, and this thing just began to play, and he could see the fuel tanker on his right-hand side, and he was in the left lane. And what he did is he just slowed right back, and the car in front of him slammed on the brakes and swerved across the road, and he missed it. Sometimes God can speak to us through dreams. He can speak to us by his spirit. He can speak to us by his word and bring protection from something that's going to happen. There was another time uh, we were in Cambridge this time, and I'd just been to a really, really boring church PCC, which is like a church council. And I was in a really bad mood. It was about 10.30 at night, and I was going, I'm fed up. And I was driving uh, my car, and the next thing I heard was God saying, stop and turn around. Stop and turn around. And I'm going, but God, I don't want to. I'm tired. I want a cup of tea. I want to get into bed. I've got to get up early tomorrow. I'm just going to keep on going. And I almost heard an audible voice from God, the good shepherd, saying, stop, turn around. Mm. All right, God. There's going to be nothing there. And reluctantly, I stopped the car, turned around, and as I drove back the way I came, I saw someone else standing on the outside of the railings of a bridge, ready to jump. I was really grumpy, because now I've got to stop. I was really grumpy because I had to turn the car around. See, when we hear God's voice, it changes things for other people too. And spent the next two hours talking this guy down from jumping off of the bridge because he said that God had told him to. I'm going, it's not in the book. He doesn't want your life to end. There is freedom in Jesus, not fatality. Because he wants you to have life in all its fullness not by ending it this way. He wants us to have life in its fullness, and that's why God the Good Shepherd speaks to us, because he wants us to have life in its fullness. 
doesn't say life's going to be easy. I would really like life to be easy, wouldn't you? But he says, I'll be with you. I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you by my word and by my spirit, through words, through pictures, through dreams, through other people, through the community that has my spirit. Listen to me, the good shepherd, Jesus tells us. He is the good shepherd. He knows his sheep. But have a quick look if you've got uh, your Bibles in front of you at verse 14 and 15. It says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I laid my life down for the sheep. See, there's just a throwaway line there, isn't there? I know my, I know my sheep and my sheep knows me. I know the Father, and the Father knows me, and I lay my life down for the sheep. See, everything that is God's is Jesus. This is Jesus saying to those people that are listening to the Pharisees, guess what? I, Jesus, am God. Everything that is the Father's is mine. My Father knows me, and I know my Father, and I know my sheep. See, Jesus was there right at the foundations of the world, knows everything about the Father. The Father knows everything about him, and as a result, knows everything about you and about me. He knows what we've done and what we're going to do. He knows the dark and dingy places of our lives that need reformation, and they need a light shone in them. And he lays his life down for us even though he knows what those things are. So it doesn't matter what we've done. We could share life in prison. We could have that sentence. But he has set us free, and Jesus laid down his life for us, knowing that. Isn't that something to be amazed about? Thank you, God. You are the good shepherd, and you lay your life down for us. And then he goes on to say, and I can take it up again. He dies on a cross for our sin, and he lays his life down for us, but takes it up again in resurrection. He was dead and now is alive. So, what then? What about us here and now? How about some practical stuff to do? And this is where your eyes now go like saucers. So just a few things. Children almost are born with that ability, so let's ask for the ability to hear God's voice again. It's a gift that's given. Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 says, eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. Eagerly desire it above everything else. It's great that some people speak in tongues and some people heal and some people do all these amazing different gifts. But he says, eagerly desire the gift of prophecy, which means hearing his voice, hearing the good shepherd speak to us. Something else that's really, really practical for us is what we hear from God, all the scriptures, is it going to be positive for the people that we're giving it to? When we're learning, you know, let's be positive to the people we're trying to practice on. Because if you go, thus there's the Lord, James, a baby is imminently due, and all of a sudden the baby doesn't pop out in the next day, going, really? That's quite a good thing. But 
let's not Let's be positive about the things that we, sh- that we share. 1 Corinthians 12, you know, lots of people have it at their weddings. It's all about love. If we don't share things out of love, we're like a, like a crashing cymbal or a clanging gong. It means absolutely nothing. So let's do these things. Let's listen to the good shepherd for other people and be positive about it. Let's love people with the things that we give. Thirdly, does it fit with the Bible? If it doesn't fit with the Bible, it's probably the dodgy cheese you had the night before. Because God does not speak stuff that doesn't come out of the Scriptures or kind of fit alongside the Scriptures. He won't speak against it. And of course, what is prophecy for? Listening to God, hearing God's voice, listening to the Good Shepherd. What's it for? It's for building up the body. It's for building up the church, the people sitting around you, behind you, in front of you, next to you. That's what prophecy is for. That's why we hear the good shepherd speaking. It's to build them up. Uh, Fifthly, when someone gives you a word, sit with it for a few days. Don't just go, great, thank you, and adopt it straight into your life. Your job, by hearing what someone else has done, going, okay, What does the Good Shepherd say about that word for me? And weigh it up. If it's not in the book, don't give it a look. If it doesn't sort of chime with the things of Scripture, just discard it. If it doesn't fit with what Jesus is saying to you in the moment, write it down and save it. But ultimately, if it's not good, if it's not uplifting, get rid of it. Does it sound like Jesus, the Good Shepherd? If not, chuck it. And another way to kind of interpret or to filter these words are, does the word lead us closer to Jesus or does it lead us further away? You know, the the sheep know my voice, someone else, and they'll run away. If the word, if the picture, if the prophecy is not leading us closer to Jesus, it's from the enemy. That's it. It's really not hard to hear God's voice. Does anyone want to hear God's voice? Okay. Is anyone like, I don't, I've never heard from God before? Anyone? Oh, now you're all terrified. Great. Can I ask you to be really brave and come and stand over here? I need one other person. I need one other person. Come on, I promise no one's going to lick you, push you over, nick your wallet. Anyone else? Great. Very good. Yvette, do you want to come and stand on this side of the stage? Okay. Gareth, do you want to come on out? Tam, do you want to, where are you? Come on. Okay. These people, I don't think you guys know them at all. No, you might know Tam a little bit. Great. So, Tam, you're going to come over here because you know Yvette. Great. Okay. See, we don't want cheating. Okay. So, these guys, Tam and Gareth, are going to listen to what God is going to say to these guys. Okay? And they are going to give them a prophetic word. Okay? You guys are looking really scared. I promise I'm not going to pounce on you. Okay, I'm going to pray, 
and then these guys are going to give them a word. <laughs> Father, thank you that you are the good shepherd, that you want what's best for your sheep. And so, Lord, would you come and speak to Gareth, and would you come and speak to Tam? Would you give them the word for Yvette? And I've forgotten your name already. And Pete. Father, would you come and speak to them? Would they hear your voice in Jesus' name? Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope that it blessed you. For more episodes and teachings, you can subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, even share it on your socials and tag us at Telford Minster. For this and more, head to telfordminster.org.uk.